Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills, located in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application for our lives. With that in mind... But here, what does God come along and tell us? I want you to show the same honor to all people as you would to the king. I want you to know that I value the person at the checkout line at Target or Walmart like I value the President of the United States. I've called them to different roles, but I want you to give them the same type of honor We each have a different part to play in our lifetime. We each have different talents to offer the world. And we each have a different path to walk. These differences do not make us less worthy of God's love than anyone else, however. Pastor Jim reminds us today that God loves each person and has uniquely equipped them for the life they will live. This also means that we are to love each other as God loves us, respecting each person the same, no matter what they do or who they are. With that in mind, here's Pastor Jim in the book of 1 Peter with part three of his message entitled, God's people are different. It's nice to do stuff for people, but we have to give them the message. All right, number two. Oh, it's getting late. Now it gets really hard. It gets really hard. We're going to get into one of the most difficult, gnarly subjects that's out there. And, and here's the truth of the matter. Here it is. I love you too much to skip it. Okay? I love you too much to skip it. And one of the things about going verse by verse, there's two things. Number one, I have to love you and hit every subject. And number two, you can't blame me for getting on a hobby horse, right? Because because God brought it. All right. God's people are different. Really, really, really different because, number two, Christians are submissive. Christians are submissive. Oh, no, the S word. Verse 13, therefore, submit. Now, this is a word we have to get used to. Uh, submission is not oppression. It's not repression. It's not depression. If you can think of any more, email them in. <laughs> That's not what it is. It's not Mick Jagger, you're under my thumb. That's not what this is. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man. Some of your versions say to human authority. Some versions say to every institution, but the idea really is the, the human authority or human institutions that God has put into place, why should we submit ourselves to these ordinances like the government, which he's going to talk about why, for the Lord's sake, he says. And who's the Lord to Peter? Jesus, as we've been talking about. Whether the king as supreme, talking about the emperor, or to the governors as to those who are sent by him, that would be Nero who was sending out people to you know, carry out his crazy laws for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. That is the role of government that God has given to them. For this is the will of God that by doing good you may put to silence, look at this, the ignorance of foolish men. So Peter agrees with Jesus and the apostles that it's God's will that we obey the government. Since God appointed it, if we obey the government, we are really submitting to God. Therefore, 
we should willingly obey the authorities over us unless, this is a big unless, unless obeying will disobey the word of the Lord. That being said, Christians should be the people who follow the law more than anybody else, unlike your pastor driving to church this morning. We should be known for our honesty. We should be known for our integrity. And those of us out in the business world, there is no greater place to demonstrate honesty and integrity than the business world. And you think, well, man, the world's becoming so corrupt. Well, that's an opportunity for us to shine, isn't it? Just because you disagree with the way the government spends your tax money, we should still pay our taxes. Remember they asked Jesus that question. They should, should we render taxes to Caesar? Trick question. Trick question. Jesus says, yeah, we should give taxes to Caesar. Then they know that he's siding with the Romans and none of the Jews are going to listen to him. If he says no, they're going to tell the Romans and let him take care of it. What does Jesus say? Bring me a coin. Whose mug is on that coin? Right? Jesus is from Bayonne, Jersey City, Union County, somewhere. Yo. <laughs> right? Caesar. Then give him his money back. If your picture's not on it, or my picture's not on it, give it to him. And then he says, render unto Caesar the things that belong to Caesar, but also render unto God the things that belong to God. So a Christian is not to engage in evil, but be active in obedience. And we might add that a government that fails to punish people disobeys God. Again, he says, our obedience will change the minds of some people, And I think in particular the people that think the Christian faith is a waste of time. I mean, at some point we have to realize that that people who we work with, people who we know, they while we're trying to just love the Lord, walk closely with Him, experience the fatherly love which we just talked about of God, they want to see does our Christianity work? They want to see does it really make us different than everybody else? And so a lot of people think it's a waste of time. And when we demonstrate godliness, God directly goes after that. Now, it's important to see that their government was much worse than ours. And we can complain about ours all we want, but this government was absolutely awful. But we should also remember that we cannot let our government lull us to sleep. We've been asleep as Christians on a lot of issues. And and what happens is when you take the difficult parts of the gospel out, you have people who are in church but who are not Christians and who the, so the issues are not that important to them. At the same time, we can't be overly discouraged that everything's falling apart and you know God's on vacation. We can't conform to the sinful ways of our society, but we can't forget that God's in control. And as we've noted many times, particularly you see in the book of First and Second Kings, that one of the ways that God judges a nation is bad leadership. And we could be in a phase of that right now. And here's what happens. You say, well, you know, the world deserves it. No, it gets there when God's people leave God. That's how it happens. All right, that's point two. We'll have more on submission to come. You're like, I'm not coming. I'm busy. (laughs) Point number three continues really point number two. Christians are servants. 
Christians are servants. Verse 16, he says, as free, the Bible says that God's people are free. He, the idea is living as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice. Some verses say not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but as bondservants of God. The idea is living as bondservants of God. Now, what is a bondservant? A bondservant is a willing servant. If someone says, you know what? I love my boss, man. I want to stick with him forever. I want to be a bond service. I'm going to bond myself to him. Now, this is important to realize that our Bibles have been cleaned up in a lot of places. Cultural accommodations by translators to make it easy for us to understand. And yes, there there have been in this world horrible atrocities of slavery. But in the ancient world, almost all the nations had slavery. And they range from the horrible atrocities to really was kind of like an, an employee-employer type agreement. Or you could pay a loan that way. You could just become a slave of somebody to pay a loan that you were unable to pay. So it really ran the gamut. And so the word is actually slave, that you are a willing, lifelong slave. Again, horrible what happened in this world. Horrible what happened in Europe. Horrible what happened in our country. But we are... Willing slaves, and then he gives us four commands as servants, as slaves of Jesus, okay, bondservants of God that we are to obey. Verse 17, he says, Honor all people. What, what, what does that mean? Does that mean, you know, after service, do you rush up to the dollar store to fill your shoebox <laughs> and, and you go to the checkout counter and you go, I honor you, I honor you? Now, no, appropriate honor, right, for people who are created in the image of God. How about manners? Manners. Thank you. <laughs> Please. Right? Do you ever feel this way with people? You know, you just sometimes people say, they ask you something, and you're like, you're 40 years old, but I want to say to you, what's the magic word? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> okay, appropriate honor to people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. No, honor the king. And remember, the king was as God to them. Caesar was as God to them, little g, God. So now Peter really digs a little deeper into our hearts and says, while we are here as temporary residents of earth in this world, obey the government, submit to the government, but not because we're weak, but because you're free. That's why we can obey the government. We are now free to do what is right. We are now free to do what is good. Because to use our freedom to do evil is to what? It is to backtrack to the slavery of sin. It is to backtrack to being unable to say no to things that we shouldn't do. Now Romans 6, the Apostle Paul taught us that we are all either a slave of sin or a slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is simply this. It is having a new master. You know, Bob Dylan sang that song, you're going to serve somebody, right? That's true. That is completely true. That we will serve somebody. And so a Christian is someone who is serving their master, the Lord Jesus 
So the reality is that a committed follower of Jesus Christ is a slave to God, and our freedom is now under God's authority. We're not free to do whatever we want. Our freedom is to be able to do what God has said is best for us, best for the kingdom of God, and best for the world. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 22 and 23 says this, For he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freed man. If you're a slave, he's telling people, now you're free. Likewise, he who is called while free is Christ's slave. You think you're free? Now you're a slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. Do not fall into the trap of having to do, having to have, having to be what our culture says. Oh sure, we might not be doing some of the sins that everybody else is doing, but we have to wrestle with the fact that we struggle with a lot of the things the rest of the world struggles with. Materialism, selfishness, having our own way on things. These are real things that we are to struggle with. And the Lord comes along and says, I want you to be a servant. And how sad it is in this day and age in which we live, so many people who claim to be Christians use their freedom as an excuse to sin. They're like, I'm free. And I'm like, free to sin? They're like, I hate this church, right? <laughs> really? The Bible teaches the exact opposite. So what am I free from? I was thinking about this this week, and I'll just start with what I know I'm free of. I am free of the oppressive bondage of having to earn my own way to heaven. I don't have to wonder if I'm going to heaven anymore. As long as I sit in a position of trust in God. Now, sometimes people say, are you saying that I could trust one time and now I don't trust anymore and now I'm not going to heaven? Listen, just sit in a position of trust and enjoy the ride and enjoy the relationship with the Lord because Jesus did it all for you. Jesus did it all for me. And because Jesus Christ gave his perfect life on the cross for my sinful life, I owe Jesus my life. And so we do our best with God's help to give it to him. So if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, if you're not, we'll talk to you in just a second. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you now are a free slave and you have the greatest master that the entire cosmos has ever seen. He is kind. He is loving. He is gracious. He is fair. And he is just. And I pray if you're doing your own thing all the time, that you would joyfully experience the obedience to Jesus Christ. And all the time realizing that we're just like everybody else, right? We might not do it, but we think it. So how do we do that? How do we serve the world? He says here, honor all people. That's number one. Number two, love the brotherhood. Love the people in the church. 
Number three, fear God. Remember we said that fearing God, what does it do? It takes the way of fear of everything else. Number four, honor the king. Now you might look at that order and say, that is a bizarre order. I mean, he should have either started with God or ended with God. How did God end up in the middle? We spent two years in the Gospel of Mark. Do you remember who dictated the Gospel of Mark? Peter dictated it to Mark. And there was a writing technique that they used called sandwiching. And here he's sandwiching. And so the bread is honor all people and honor the king. And the meat is to love the brotherhood and to fear God. And so that's exactly what he's doing here. So isn't it interesting when he talks about the bread, he talks about honoring people and honoring the king, how amazing the Lord is when he would say, as you obey me by honoring others, by serving the world, by treating them decently, by telling them about me, I will call them to myself. I will call them to the kingdom of God. Man, we live in a world of favorites, don't we? How how do you get on TV? You got to either be famous or do something really stupid. I'm not endorsing doing something stupid. (laughs) Disclaimer. (laughs) The opinions of this sermon do not reflect the opinions of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills. But here, what does God come along and tell us? I want you to show the same honor to all people as you would to the king. I want you to know that I value the person at the checkout line at Target or Walmart like I value the President of the United States. I've called them to different roles, but I want you to give them the same type of honor and I will work in them in a powerful way that they will be able to see me and some will put their trust in me. We often say based on John 17 that we as Christians are to be in the world but not of the world, but we are part of the world and we have been sent to the world. I think the implication here from this passage is that, again, why we don't have a billion and one Christian events here all the time just like that is that we're supposed to spend time with people who are not followers of Jesus that we are supposed to invest in such times. And I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy, but we have to be strategic about it. We're to invite people into the meat of the sandwich. We're to invite them into the, into the fellowship of God's people and, and into the fear of God. We're to serve them by inviting them. We're to invite them into the forgiveness of sins and eternal life. How did Jesus put it? Remember Mark's gospel? We said the theme verse from Mark's gospel, Mark 10, 45. Jesus says, for even the Son of Man, that's his favorite name for himself. He goes, even I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus said, God came to earth and didn't expect to be served. I came, he says, to serve. I came to pay a ransom. What's a ransom? Somebody gets kidnapped and they hold them for ransom, right? It's the price paid for the release of a prisoner. And and Jesus says, I came for the release of people. And God wants the same from his own people. That's because God's people are different. See, what I love about this, man, I love this about the Bible. 
He doesn't berate them for not being perfect. He holds out the hope that because you're Christians, you are different. And because you are different, and because I am different, we can walk differently. We can live differently. We're chosen by God. If you know our radio show that we have for this church, I'm the preacher, whatever. It's called Changed by Love because people say to me, what happened all the time? And I say, I was changed by love, man. I don't really know what happened. I don't really know what happened. Some of you, the same thing. You have no, you're like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. You've been made into a new creation in Jesus Christ and God is slowly but surely sucking the selfishness out of us. Maybe you're here today and you'd say, you know, I walked in the door this morning and I would say, for sure I'm a Christian. But now I don't know. Because none of this describes me. And I say this in love, that's a problem, isn't it? That's a big problem. We have a lot of cultural Christians. But not true Christians. Maybe you're here today and you you wouldn't say you're a Christian. You realize that your life is not being lived in the will of God. Please understand, because of your failure to live the perfect life, because of my failure to live the perfect life, that's why God himself became a man. And he lived a perfect life as a substitute for you. And a substitute for me. Students know this, right? That when the teacher can't be there, they bring in a substitute. And you pretend like today's your first day at school. But that's not what we're talking about. You bring in a substitute because the other one was unable to perform the task. Jesus lived a perfect life in your place because you and I were unable to perform the task. And instead of us having to meet God in our imperfections, In our massive failure of living completely up to his law, Jesus Christ took the punishment on the cross in your place for your sins. And to prove that God said, the deal is done, he raised him from the dead and he ascended into heaven and seated at the right hand of God. And will return again in judgment either while the world is still going as it is now or we will all meet him in death. If that's you, If you're not a follower of Jesus yet, would you let me and would you let this church honor you by giving you an invitation to walk into the light? By giving you an invitation to get on the path to the kingdom of God so you would turn to God So you would put your trust in Jesus Christ. So this very day would be your day of visitation. This would be the day that Jesus Christ came to you. Would you let us honor you by inviting you to become a beloved son of the king? To become a beloved daughter of the King. We look forward 
to that day when all of the beloved will gather around our beloved. Remember what Peter told us earlier. We love him though we have not seen him. And so if you've never put your trust in Christ today, may today be the day of your visitation. That's it for today with pastor and Bible teacher Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Dover, New Jersey. We hope and pray that Pastor Jim's simple and passionate verse-by-verse, line-by-line teaching through the book of 1 Peter is bringing growth to your Christian faith. Now that you've heard from us, we would love to hear from you. Please let us know how we can pray for you, answer any questions you may have, and let us know how Changed by Love has helped you. Perhaps you want someone to explain to you how to have your sins forgiven, how you can go to heaven, and how you can get started or restarted in your faith. Maybe you're looking for a good Bible teaching church in your area, or maybe you just need someone to talk to. Remember, friends, we are here to serve you and to help you so that someday the Lord will use you to serve and help others. That's the way the kingdom of God works, and we're thrilled to participate with you in the adventure. There are many ways to contact Pastor Jim and the team here at Changed by Love. All of our contact information is on our website, www.changedbyloveradio.com. Once again, that's changedbyloveradio.com. Maybe you would like to bless us and write us a card or letter. Our mailing address is Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. Once again, that's Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. Please join us next time on this same station. Until then, stay close to Jesus, and we know that you too will be changed by His love.